Chapter 19 of Secret History Revealed by Lady Peggy O'Malley. This is a LibriVox recording. All LibriVox recordings are in the public domain. For more information or to volunteer, please visit LibriVox.org. Recording by John Brandon. Secret History Revealed by Lady Peggy O'Malley. By Charles Norris Williamson and Alice Muriel Williamson. Chapter 19 tidings of the new hero of liege floated up to our ward within the hour there was slight concussion of the brain there were scalp wounds which had had to be stitched up and there were many bruises but the surgeons reported no bones broken and complete recovery only a matter of days even the monoplane itself we heard was singularly little damaged all this would have appeared miraculous and the pious belgians would have attributed it to direct intervention of the blessed virgin had not the wrecked dirigible on examination told a silent story of the air scout's cleverness as well as his daring before swooping on the zeppelin from above he had apparently discharged bombs of his own on the balloon which had burst before the monoplane dashed down onto it and the great bulk had fallen away from under without carrying the lighter machine to destruction the theory which awaited corroboration from the aviator was that he had begun to plane down despite some damage and had actually fallen but a short distance striking earth a hundred yards away from the wrecked dirigible nobody talked about anything except the feet of the foreign air scout the roar of the cannon from the fort had ceased to make us jump and it was better to chat about monsieur mars than to murmur in each other's ears how long before they slip round the forts and get into town I made up my mind that whatever happened nothing should tear me from liege while eagle march was there and when tony sent up word begging to see me on important business in imagination i was defending eagle's hospital cot naturally with him in it against a troop of uhlans in that mood tony's arguments about my going away made as much impression as the chirp of a sparrow on a man stone deaf in both ears wild horses much less wild uhlans couldn't drag me out of this place i said feeling as brave and firm as a storybook heroine though to tony i may have seemed obstinate as a mule what do you take me for boy go comfortably away in a motor-car to safety indeed while eagle march is here lying at death's door or if he isn't at death's door it's only because the angels slammed it in his face eagle march what are you talking about tony wanted to know looking dazed i had forgotten that there was no reason why he should have guessed the hero's identity and i dashed into explanations don't tell people yet i said because he mayn't want it talked about but he's the monsieur mars who's been helping belgium since the very first day of war 
why they say he gave the warning that the germans would cross the frontier isn't it like him and how silly of us not to guess the minute we heard the name of mars it never entered my head though i've heard it a dozen times before this last feat said tony people were talking about other stunts mars had done but i supposed he was some french johnny are you sure you're right sure it's march i mean it does seem a little too strange to be true that he should turn up or rather come down here of all places too strange not to be true i quoted strange things are the only things that happen in war for a man like him a man without a country we might have known he would come to the rescue of belgium and i am sure i'm right because i've seen him great scott was all that tony had to say for a minute then he went on in a changed and heavy tone i suppose you're nursing him no such luck i answered i'm not experienced enough but i'm debating whether i might ask to see him when he gets better on the strength of old friendship i don't think he'd mind my claiming acquaintance with monsieur mars mind i guess not said tony but how soon will he be better he'll be nearly well they hope in a few days he'll have to be by george if he wants to get out of town with his monoplane before the germans walk in the belgians are the heroes of europe but there aren't enough of them to hold out forever and that's why you must go with us peggy march or no march he'd be the first one to tell you to clear out if he had his wits about him i dare say he would but he hasn't got them yet i replied calmly you don't really expect me to leave him do you tony after after all i've confessed to you i expect you to see reason tony lamely persisted there's just one thing to do and that is to scoot while there's a chance if i were alone without the mater and milly i'd say let's hang on for a day or two longer and run the risk though running it might make me overstay my leave that would be nothing though i wouldn't think of myself in any way but i can't let my mother and sister go without me to look after them as well as i'm able i can't ask them to stop and they wouldn't if i did for they're wild to get away yet how can i let you stay here alone march would be furious with you if he came back to himself and found you hanging on i laughed he couldn't kill me the germans could in spite of the red cross and my lovely cap and apron well i'm not afraid an eagle will never know that i stopped for his sake when i might have gone i'm not sure i shouldn't have stayed in any case i'm sure you wouldn't if i'd had to use force but you see what a position you put me in peggy how can i a chap you don't care a snap for at heart 
hope to drag you away from the one who's got it all and yet what am i to do if you refuse to come dear tony i said quietly i do care lots of snaps for you more than i ever did i think but oh i must say it snaps he's just a poor little word that's appropriate compared to what i feel for eagle all i have and am is for him though he doesn't want it and will never know i hope what a fool his little friend is over him in silence tony received the blow i had to strike he stood with his head down for a minute while i ached with pity for him and for myself though i hated myself too because i was hurting him you must go with mrs dalziel and milly i said when he didn't speak it's the only way i shall be safe enough as safe as the other nurses who knows and i laughed uneasily to break the barrier of restraint but eagle will take me away in his monoplane that would be a splendid solution of the difficulty wouldn't it i spoke only in jest but tony accepted the idea half seriously yes that's exactly what will happen i expect he said you'll go off with him anyhow i've lost you i see that you could never put up with me after this experience that's true isn't it peggy the same thought put in a less brutal way had been heavy in my heart since my glimpse of eagle lying unconscious on the litter i knew then that i was married to my love for him and that any other marriage would be worse than illegal i hesitated how to answer but perhaps my silence spoke as clearly as words don't look as if you'd just lost your last friend my poor child tony said in his good warm way you haven't lost me you know though i've lost you and you needn't look so guilty either as if you'd murdered me and buried me under the leaves i was always expecting this thing to come though i didn't foresee the way of it if ever i felt tempted to believe our engagement was getting to be the real thing why i said to myself wait till she sees march again before you begin to be cocksure my man well now you've seen him and i guess you've seen in the same minute that our experiment has failed i'm afraid that's true tony i sighed i can't help it it wouldn't be fair to you for us to go on as we are i shall have to break my word to you if i'm to be faithful to myself you won't be breaking any old word he said it was never an ironclad promise i teased you till you agreed to try how the thing would work it's been my fault all through now i'll take my medicine our engagement was never insured against war risks and when i get back my senses i'm going to be glad you saw march before it was too late i brought you two together sort of inadvertently as you might say didn't i but honest injun peggy i'd do the thing over again knowing all i know i only wish yes before the lord i do wish 
that good may come of it to you both you're an angel tony a real angel i almost sobbed but you needn't think that anything will come of it in the way you mean because it won't i don't delude myself i don't even hope all the same i must be true to my own heart and i beg of you to forgive me because i didn't know it well enough before there isn't any question of forgiveness said he with his head up and his nice billiken face very pink i bless you bless you for all you've been or done to me and i wouldn't forget or undo anything if i could you can bet your life on that i think i could bear the whole business like a man if i could stay right here and see you through but there's mater and milly to think of and the regiment and and oh well life's just one damn thing after another mrs dalziel and milly came and pleaded with me after that and tried to frighten me into going with them but as milly burst out desperately at last i was as hard as nails tony had told them nothing i found about the failure of our experiment or the identity of monsieur mars i well understood why and was grateful grateful for that and for many things most of all for bringing me to belgium and neither grudging nor regretting what he had done so as a lover tony went out of my life but as a friend he never can go i had no time to cry or feel lonely or tell myself what a beast i'd been after the three had reluctantly left me to my fate for when i went back on duty after the goodbyes it was to find that i had been sent for to hasten to the principal ward monsieur mars was being delirious in english and the doctors and nurses understood too little of the language to know whether he were merely babbling or pouring forth important information there eagle lay in his narrow white bed clean and pale with his head swathed in bandages a very different man from the grimy blood-stained vision that had flashed on me a few hours before the merest stranger who had ever seen captain march would have deserved no credit for recognizing him now the nurses waited eagerly for me to translate his mutterings but he only mumbled again and again it's all over all over if i could guess at a sad hidden meaning for the words it was one which need not be handed on to others and i proved so broken a reed as the translator that i expected to receive marching orders right about face strange to say however though his eyes were half closed and he seemed to see nothing know nothing that went on around him after i had spoken in a low tone to his nurse eagle stopped muttering for a moment he appeared to listen and then with a deep sigh as if of relief from pain or some heavy anxiety the half-open eyelids closed the slight frown which had drawn his brows together slowly faded away 
he had the air of being at rest one would almost fancy said the head nurse who had been watching the scene speaking thoughtfully when she had beckoned me away from the bedside that this brave monsieur recognized your voice mademoiselle then i took heart of grace and did what i had told tony i meant to do i said that i had met monsieur mars in england and america i had recognized him at once when the red cross men brought him into the hospital but i had said nothing of this at the time because i had felt that it would be considered unimportant on the contrary mademoiselle answered the adorable woman it is of the greatest importance this heroic monsieur has saved us from death if there is anything little or big which we can do for him in return how gladly will we do it your voice has soothed him in his unconsciousness who knows what your presence may do when consciousness comes back why it would be like throwing away an elixir to waste you after this in the ward above you are from now on promoted as assistant nurse to our hero she was a stout plain person with bulgy eyes and a pink end to her nose but i saw her as the most beautiful woman the world has ever produced i took up my new duties at once trying not to act as if the moon were my footstool all the rest of the day and far into the night eagle lay as if asleep with occasional fits of restlessness which somehow i could always soothe and this state though it seemed alarming to me was approved by the doctor it was better he said that after concussion the brain should have for a while repose in unconsciousness the symptom was not good when the patient talked rationally too soon but if monsieur should weaken and show signs of wishing to ask questions he must be answered clearly and quietly if possible by the demoiselle Irlandaise, who would best be able to understand and satisfy him the demoiselle Irlandaise was advised by the matron to take her repose early in the night in order to be ready for such an emergency as monsieur the doctor suggested but the demoiselle felt no need of repose sleep seemed some strange and foreign thing she sat through the night watching the hero of liege and though guns boomed and were answered and the nurses occasionally discussed beneath their breath what would happen to us all when the germans came never in her life had that demoiselle Irlandaise felt so happy and so useful she had the reward of her vigil toward dawn four and twenty hours almost to the minute after the zeppelin and its crew had been brought down suddenly eagle opened his eyes and fixed them on the nurse at first he stared as if dazed by what he saw then came a flash of recognition which changed to incredulity i'm dreaming you he whispered huskily i bent over him with an invalid's cup of liquid food prepared for this emergency kept hot in a vacuum flask no you're not dreaming me i cheerfully replied as i made him drink it's peggy taking care of you now go to sleep again i'll still be here when you wake up next time but he went on staring round the room where am i the horse kicked me i remember only that seems so long ago i thought a lot of things had happened since then i hoped 
but i suppose it's all a dream about-about being in belgium i prompted him seeing his sharp anxiety that's not a dream but true you're monsieur mars the hero of liege because you brought down the zeppelin and the men who came to drop bombs on us we're all grateful to you and praying that you may get well soon thank god that it is true he sighed i wanted to do something i'd have been disappointed to wake up and find i'd only dreamed after all to find that i was back in london i was afraid for a minute it was the day of but it's all right now how is it that you're here it seems oh i just happened to be travelling in belgium with the dalziels when the war broke out and we got caught they've gone now but i stayed the nurses let me help them a little i do the best i can i told them i'd met you at home but everyone here calls you monsieur mars they know no other name don't let them know any other don't let anyone know i won't you needn't worry now will you sleep please or they may think i'm doing you more harm than good you do me the greatest good i'll sleep yes but first tell me one more thing about the golden eagle i planed down part of the way but the motor'd stop working the last i remember is when i began to fall the eagle's safe i assured him hardly hurt at all and there's a belgian flying man in liege today simon sorrel who knows you his mechanic is working on the golden eagle she'll be ready for you when you're ready for her that will be soon good man sorrel he said and closed his eyes little peggy i heard him muttering later but three minutes afterward he had dropped into a natural sleep magnifique was the belgian doctor's verdict in his next round when eagle had waked again and had been attended by a nurse wiser and more experienced than i there was little that i was allowed to do for him but that little was a joy worth being born for and i could have died of happiness to see how when he was awake and fully conscious his eyes followed me when i moved about but it was better to live than to die just then and i did live with all my might i lived in every nerve and vein for those two days while monsieur mars was my patient after the first twenty-four hours he insisted that he was well enough to be changed into the ward above and leave his bed on the ground floor to someone more seriously injured on the second day he sat up in a reclining chair and announced that twelve hours more would see him out of the hospital doctors and nurses protested that he would throw himself back into a fever and the consequences might be serious but as at that very time the danger of the town being taken was imminent arguments for prudence lost their force toward evening on the third day eagle with his head and one hand still in bandages was limping about the field where the golden eagle had been repaired and when he came back it was to say that he thought he might get off at midnight with dispatches for the king in brussels he calmly announced 
this intention to me as i handed him an innocent cup of broth better suited to a confirmed invalid than to a recovered aeronaut but he quietly accepted the cup and i saw by the look in his eyes that i was to expect the first real talk we had had together what about your going with me peggy he asked as simply as if he were proposing a short pleasure jaunt in a motor-car you know i wouldn't suggest it if i didn't think it honestly the safest thing for you with luck we can make the trip in less than an hour by air heaven knows how long it would take you by earth and there's no one here anyhow to help smuggle you away if i go and leave you behind i can't bear to do it besides from brussels there's a good chance of your getting out with refugees if you don't wait too long and you can do as much good work in london as in liege what do you say i wish that it might take us many hours to get to brussels instead of less than one but i didn't put the wish into words i said only yes i would go and many thanks good that's settled then said he i must tell our matron i hesitated i hope she won't think me a coward eagle smiled as he used to smile ages ago in london when first we were friends and he still thought of me as a little girl few people would call it a cowardly act for a young woman to fly out of a beleaguered town in a battered airplane with a battered airman and i don't think your matron will be one of them she'll thank you for what you've done here and bid you godspeed but don't go yet to tell her i have some things to say to you you'll be my passenger and observer when i start tonight but we'll have no chance to talk and in these times we must face the fact that we may never have another chance this side of heaven the words went through me like a bayonet for i knew too well how deadly true they were i didn't try to contradict him or talk about hoping for the best for prattle of that sort seemed too futile i only said let's take this chance then i have plenty of time hours yet stretch yourself out in the chaise lounge and rest while we talk i'll sit here by you on the window seat no one was very ill in this upper ward which was kept for convalescence some of the men had been given cigarettes to smoke some were having their supper it was generally known that monsieur mars and the demoiselle Irlandaise had been friends in england and the news having run round the wards that monsieur mars had practically discharged himself as a patient we were allowed to talk in peace not an errand was found for me not a nurse looked or allowed us to see that she looked our way i didn't mean to remind you of my existence you know peggy till i had something to say about myself worth saying eagle began speaking lightly yet with a nervousness that he couldn't quite hide i told you that in my last letter but providence has staged managed things differently yes we didn't expect to act together in a continental theatre did we i was deliberately flippant but i'm glad to be in this great play with you 
even in one scene in such a little part maybe the part seems little to you it doesn't to me you've helped me to get well twice as soon as i should have done among strangers heavens but i was glad to see your little face i'd have told you that first morning when i waked up what i'm going to tell you now if you had let me then things were rather mixed up in my brain i thought i was in london and you'd found me at a sort of nursing home i retired into for a couple of days to get patched up after that er uh, that little incident i had i suppose you heard something of it at the time though i don't think you were on the spot to see tony told me you were in church and that it was you who stopped the horses when they started to run away i said without beating round the bush for i thought he was bidding for my frankness on this sore subject i hoped i might have passed unrecognized but i feared that was too much to expect i was tempted to break my resolution and write to you after all explaining why i went to lady diana's wedding but i stuck it out because well because it was a resolution silly maybe all the same i had it a good deal at heart to find a new place for myself in the world before i made a sign to any of my friends even loyal peggy besides i had a safe sort of feeling you wouldn't misjudge me i'm glad you felt that i said almost glad enough to be glad you didn't write though i should have liked to hear well i thought of you a lot if i didn't write and i couldn't help looking at you in church that day i sent you wireless messages with my eyes once or twice although i knew it would be best if you didn't get any of them i believe i did get them i seemed to know that someone was calling me it wasn't a sos call eagle smiled i found well i found that i wasn't in distress or need of help that's precisely why i went to st george's peggy i wanted to test myself did you think the reason might be that no i thought of a dozen things it might be but never that one it was the only motive that could have taken me there i felt it gave me a right to go even though if people who knew how things had been saw me they might well they might think me guilty of very bad taste but i didn't mean to be seen i wasn't asked to show a card i walked in early and chose a place at the back of the church i trusted to the crowd to hide me and it did dalziel may have caught a glimpse of me between women's hats but he couldn't have been sure if it hadn't been for that affair afterward that was bad luck in a way although i was glad if the accident had to happen that i could be of use however it didn't affect the question of my being in church and i must tell you about that i didn't go to england for the purpose of making the experiment with myself it was another reason which took me there 
but being in england i tried it tried it with success you mean me to understand that you didn't care not exactly that i'm not made of iron or marble i didn't sit there in church without a qualm but the feelings i had were not those i thought i must defend myself against what i felt was was no more and no less than a rage of hatred against that damned forgive me peggy against that damned villain sidney van dyke i fiercely finished the sentence as he had meant to end it i can't pretend that that word wasn't the only one to express my feelings for him on his wedding day eagle admitted not because he'd taken diana from me though that's the strange part i found it out while she was being married to van dyke and it was the thing i wanted to find out in the relief i ought to have forgiven him everything but i didn't forgive the ruin he'd brought on my career overtopped everything else in my mind even at that minute if some great power could have put me in van dyke's place at the altar and given diana to me instead of to him i would not have taken her not even with her love it seemed to me that what she would call her love wasn't worth the name of love after what had passed it was only the memory of all i'd felt for her which hurt just then so far as she was concerned but for him god peggy to see him at the height of his hopes and ambitions made me mad to choke his life out it does me good to confess this to you now for you're the only one on earth to whom i'd speak yet when you went out of church you saved him from the danger of death i said thoughtfully that's just one of life's little ironies isn't it eagle laughed a low and bitter laugh it occurred to me afterward that i'd spoilt a good melodramatic plot hero secretly goes to church to see the woman who jilted him marry the villain to whom he owes his ruin villain is killed before his eyes on the way to the wedding reception big climax i think it was more dramatic said i for the hero to save the villain's life too conventional obvious sort of thing sneered eagle but i am conventional and obvious i suppose i did what i did simply because i couldn't help it and i'd probably do it all over again i'd have regretted it afterward perhaps if die if lady diana hadn't been in danger too i bear her no grudge you're very noble i said it's not nobility it's more like callousness i freed myself from lady diana on her wedding day or found that i was free but if you could see into my soul when i think of van dyke you wouldn't call me noble i honestly pray for the day when i can remember him with indifference and when i can say of what he did to me that good is born of evil that's what i'm working for but the time hasn't come yet maybe it will if i can manage to make myself of real use in this war i've done nothing yet except a little scouting 
liege thinks differently and so will all the world when it knows i'm not working to reinstate myself in the world's eyes but in my own and most of all to help belgium there are things one does just for the thing itself i have a fellow feeling with a country suffering unjustly after what i've gone through myself i seem to owe her allegiance as to a friend who understands the moment this war cloud began to gather i thought it would burst over belgium and across the frontier from france with the eagle to offer my services i'm glad now i failed in the hope that brought me from america to england i wanted to join shackleton's polar expedition but he had no need of me so that was why you came to england yes i told you it wasn't for the sole purpose of testing my feelings at st george's church being in london i understand but oh eagle to think you would have gone away for years without bidding me good-bye you don't quite understand yet or you wouldn't say that his eyes were wistful i was disgraced put beyond the pale down and out unless i could work my way up again out of the mud mentally i was a sick man now i see clearer i'm on my way to get well in spite of scars life or death will cure me soon it doesn't much matter which it mattered to me mattered so much that i could not speak a few hours later i had said good-bye to all my friends at the liege hospital again i was a passenger of the golden eagle flying through darkness as once i had flown through sunshine hidden by the night we winged our way to brussels safely and surely and landed outside the town after forty minutes in the air forty minutes which seemed to me worth as many years we came down in a farm field safely but not silently and waked the farmer and his three sons not yet of soldier age they ran out with rifles prepared for any emergency but a few words of explanation warmed their hearts to welcome us i with my little bundle my only luggage was taken to the wife and mother who exclaimed over me as if i had dropped from another planet and gave me a bed for the rest of the night one of the boys offered to guard the monoplane while eagle went off on the bicycle of the other into town with dispatches from general Lamon to the king in the morning monsieur mars came back with the news that a party of english ladies were starting for home in the care of a clergyman and that he had asked if i might go with them they had consented to take me and i must be ready in twenty minutes an automobile belonging to an officer would call for me at the farm it came promptly and in it eagle and i had our last minutes alone together we talked cheerfully but i knew as well as he knew that the chances were ten to one against our ever meeting again on earth End of chapter 19 Recording by John Brandon